I'm Selena Sage, and Live Free is for our collective liberation. Namaste and welcome to Selena Sage Sunday. I am amazed that this is the fourth week of the show and the 22nd episode. It still feels like the first. (laughs) And I'm so thankful for your continued support. It really inspires me to continue on. So today I was thinking that perhaps now that I've made it through a few weeks, I am qualified to share the process that I've been utilizing to keep this podcast going. So typically, the week before an episode or a show, I have written a page of notes for each day of just a brief idea of what I might talk about. And when that day approaches... I tend to start my day with an inspirational video or satsang or even TED Talk. And then I have some tea. And while I'm having my tea, I scribble some additional notes of what I might include. And then I press record. (laughs) So the process is very fluid. And I think because I made the bold decision of making this a daily show, it gives me a certain freedom where I don't feel the pressure to have complete perfection or say everything I want to say as I might if I was doing a weekly or monthly show. So thank you for continuing to journey and uh, and press play. I hope that the content is um, inspirational and I always encourage you to shoot me a note or a spiritually based question through social media or my email. You're most welcome to do so. So what I've just described is my process of becoming a podcaster and the state of being is to be a podcaster is just by pressing record. And it led me to think about the topic for today, which I selected as being versus becoming. Because to me, becoming is this process that is is really a, the steps. It's the steps that you take to uh, to achieve or reach a space. And that space that you're reaching is that being. Is that beingness. So if we look at this from a spiritual perspective, one can look to the master or the guru to understand stages or steps or processes to gain that inspiration of how to become free, for example. But ultimately, being free involves inhabiting that space, trying those steps, actually looking or completing the process that that guru or master is instructing you to do. In the case that we talked about earlier this week with Jesus Christ, it's being devoted. It's being 
in a space of deep love for God and then sharing that love with others. From the space of freedom looking from, for example, Sri Muji, it's, it's really just, it's the looking. By looking, you can be. You inhabit that, that role as the looker, as the observer, and all of a sudden, you are free from all of the things that were troubling you. You recognize your distance from that space of personhood that is experiencing all of those things. So the lessons from becoming that we, that we read from others can be very useful. I think of my own book, Get Free, Seven Simple Steps to Free Your Mind and Live Your Dreams. And that book, I'm attempting to provide steps and questions to inspire you on your own path to freedom. But your experience with the content will necessarily be different from mine or another person's because we are all unique manifestations of life. And so our path is going to look different, but ultimately we reach the same destination. And that's the beauty of all of these different masters and, you know, and discussing their paths on Wisdom Wednesday. They're all pointing to the same place. Their path to reach that place was different, but it's the same place. It's that, it's the Tao, it's the nothingness, it's the self, it's the void. However one chooses to describe that space, it is truth. And the pointing is the only thing that looks different. The way to get there is described in different ways. So when we look at this, again, this difference between being and becoming, I'm really inspired to share this beautiful quote by St. Francis of Assisi that Sri Muji actually often references. And the quote is, the place you are looking for is already the place you are looking from. The place you are looking for is already the place you are looking from. So this means if you're looking for freedom, you are going on this path of becoming free, right? Like you're, you're living the life of a seeker and maybe you're reading, you're meditating, you're studying with the master and the guru, you're working to become free. And that's a beautiful journey in and of itself. But the ultimate recognition happens when you realize that you are the space in which that seeker is seen. The place you're looking for is already the place you're looking from. You are already it. And it's not outside you. The kingdom of heaven is within. Your heart is seen as the source of the self and your beingness. It's already in you. So this greater awareness is not something that's beyond. It's within. And in that space, from that recognition, 
of looking from that space, you can see even your own person on this journey of seeking. And that's where the illusion of life is seen (laughs) because you're operating from this space of the observer. So when I think about the TED Talks that I watched this morning, they both referenced the fact that depression is on the rise in society. Suicide, quite unfortunately, is on the rise. And when I think about my own friends and peers, I often hear them say that they're not where they thought they would be at this stage of life. And so there's this disconnect between where we think we are and where we think we should be. And this is from a state of comparison, which necessarily has a lot of resistance and can create this depression and this anxiety and this feeling that there's work to do to become what we think we should be. And even from the personal standpoint, we can shift this through our perception rather than operating from that space of comparison if we just shift our perception to a space of contentment we have gratitude for everything that we have now we recognize that even with the sense that we have of loss or lack there is beauty and celebration in all of the things that we were given by those experiences. So that contentment comes from gratitude, even when it's difficult, even when we are in living in a space where we wish that the reality was something else. We wish that person was still with us. But if we can shift to a gratitude of all that that person brought into our lives, then we have a shift. Similarly, when we shift the level of our perception from that of the person, which is entangled with all of these feelings and emotions and thoughts to the space of the observer, we have a dispassionate observation of this experience of the person without getting attached. It's like the masters say, you are the sky, you are the vast sky in which the clouds appear. The clouds are there, but they're not touching you. You're the sky. You're unaffected by these clouds. In the same way, if we're able to shift the level of our perception to that of the observer, then we are able to look upon all of these situations in life from this dispassionate looking. And through that looking, we gain peace. Because that is actually our true nature. So when we're shifting to that state of observation, we're in this peace because we're no longer entangled by this lower manifestation, lower manifestation of personhood. So it's the shift of beingness, is being the observer that takes us away from this becoming that the person always feels. It's subtle. But therein lies the secret. (laughs) And I wouldn't take anything away from the process of becoming because I think that that is 
you know, that's part of the story that every master and every guru has, right? We all go through this phase of becoming. But once the masters reach the space of being, they're able to provide, you know, these lessons and this wisdom to help us in our own recognition that that place that we're looking for is actually what we already are. We're that changeless, pure awareness. So I would like to share a couple of quotes that I also read this morning by Sri Ramana Maharshi that I feel bring this to even a finer point. So the first is, he says, man thinks that the world can be conquered by his own effort. When he is frustrated externally and is driven inward, he feels, oh, there is a power higher than man. So he's saying that when you or man is frustrated that we're not able to conquer the world in the way that we thought we were, there is something that pushes us to look beyond our own person. So in the, in the experience of personhood, even if we achieve all that we thought we wanted to achieve, a new desire replaces the last. This is the human condition, right? There's always something else that comes up as a desire. And eventually that becomes frustrating enough that we're inspired to look beyond ourselves. Like there's some, something operating here that is creating all of these changes in the world. And when we have that recognition, we realize there's a power beyond this state of man, the state of personhood. So then Sri Ramana Maharshi says this, one of two things must be done. Either surrender yourself because you realize your inability and need a higher power to help you, or you investigate into the cause of misery, go into the source and merge in the self. Either way, you will be free from misery. God or guru never forsakes the devotee who has surrendered himself. So here, Sri Ramana Maharshi says, you have two options. You can either surrender your, yourself to that higher power because you recognize it is beyond you. And in that way, you surrender yourself totally and you have devotion and faith in this power to take care of everything. It's this Christian path of, Christian mystic, mystical path, I would say even, that you're just having this full devotion and love. It's what Christ says, right? He, he said himself that the first commandment is to love God and turn everything over. If you have that level of devotion and love, then you don't have misery because everything is out of your own you know, personal hands. And the second path is the way of the mystic where even in, you could say, the Advaita tradition, you're taking the position of inquiry and now you're looking to see the cause 
of the misery. You're looking to see where that misery is rising from. And in that recognition of the source and the self, you see it as arising within you. And you merge into that source and that self. And you're free from misery. When you move into that position of awareness, there's no misery there. The misery is of the person. And so you recognize your true position, which is often said, you know, is in, this, in your heart. It's residing there. That you, you have this freedom. And Sri Ramana Maharshi says, even when you're asked who you are, when you're saying I, you point to your heart. It's like you know, <laughs> even subconsciously, that your true nature is within you. And when you operate from that space, you're free. And he says beyond that, that the God or guru never forsakes the devotee who has surrendered himself. So when you let go of this idea of yourself as the one who must conquer the world, then you are surrendering all that you think you are you're dropping all of that and you're in the face of this higher power, this God, this guru, you're leaving it all to them. And that is tremendous freedom because that devotion is so pure and that love is so pure that it will never be forsaken. So the, the process of Becoming is simply just to get to the state of being what you truly are, which is freedom, which is peace, which is joy. That recognition is the ultimate. And even if you recognize that that exists and you, you term it as God or guru and you see that that exists beyond yourself, devoting yourself in love to that source is equally as beautiful. That is, that is the way. And it's just pointed to by various different ways, different paths. And it's different teachers, different masters way of, of leading you on that path of becoming until you're able to recognize yourself as also the one who is already there, who's already free. It's like you're looking back and you're seeing this path that you took while simultaneously being in this space of having arrived. It's a beautiful and subtle distinction, but therein lies freedom. So I encourage you to contemplate that and to know that you are already free. You are already it. You are the unchanging. You are the space in which all of the changing occurs. But simultaneously, you're beyond that and you're able to observe it. And that observation itself is freedom. So thank you for being here.
Namaste.